are listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host and today we have George Vandeventer joining us back in the studio. Welcome George. Thank you Jason. It's great to have you back here. Last week you shared, the, I guess, part one of your testimony on your journey towards a relationship with Christ. And uh, I really appreciate you coming back in to finish that off. Uh, we couldn't fit it into one program, so uh, here we go. We, we've got our second part today. Um, and you've titled it, Do I Really Worship God or Just Seek His Blessings? I think or last week we said merely seek His Blessings, but either way. What are, what's our real purpose for having a relationship with God? And that's what we're talking about today. Uh, and of course, you've, you've tuned into uh, Faith FM. It's our series called Connecting the Dots. This is our Friday program on Tassie Encounters. And uh, it's really all about how faith, our faith works in real life. We love to share testimonies, personal stories, and examples how, of how God has worked in, in people's lives. So, Really appreciate you coming back in. Now, George, uh, I know last week you shared that you live on a boat, and I knew that before you shared that, but uh, um, you also love the outdoors. And Tasmania is a beautiful place to explore. T- tell us uh, some of the most memorable places you've been and experiences yeah. you've had in Tasmania. I've been here three years, and there's still so much more to see. So, look, taking a um, taking a camper van around the state with my friends Angela and Trevor was a lot of fun. The favourite experience I've got to say was taking um, a, I took a flight into the southwest to do a seven day hike out of there it's once. An amazing country down there. And then I decided it was so good. I went there with my yacht again. Sail around the bottom a, of Tasmania, right down the south coast. Yeah, mm. I remember um, seeing some of your photos of that. Just it amazing. was absolutely out of control. Beautiful. Yeah, it's just the most s- naturally just spectacular place that I could have imagined. You got some good weather uh, for that trip as yeah. well. It was pretty. Um, most of the time, but it goes with a lot of planning. Yeah. You can't just you can't just pop over there. So no. the boat needs to be in tip top condition, and yeah, it, you, you need all your supplies. You've got to assume something's going to go wrong, mm. and you need to be able to fix it. And then your weather. So you, you do need to leave some time before and after, so that you can yeah be prepared if some weather bad systems come through. There's some pretty wild uh, waves that happen down there when the weather is. Uh, not so good. <laughs> and I don't want to be there then. <laughs> you don't want to be there then. So. But Tasmania is a, an amazing place, and the southwest is uh, largely un, unexplored, and it's just amazing territory. I, yeah. I would love to uh, fly over it. I, I mean, I'd love to walk in, but I'm not uh, young enough and fit enough to do that, I don't think. But I'd love to at least fly over it and see it on a great day. Paravion, mm. the company to take you around. It's I, beautiful. I'll have to look at Look at doing that soon. Uh, now, of course, if you want to catch up with the first part of uh, George's testimony, he is going to give a bit of a recap soon. But uh, if you want to listen to the full story from last week, you can do that on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. You can download the app from the app stores. That's the Google or Apple app stores. And you can also listen, listen to our programs live uh, on those things as well, whether it be on the website or the app. 
Um, our, our show number today is 0488 That's our mobile number, and we do encourage you to text in. We've got a free book offer coming up later, and uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Even though this is a pre-recorded program, we still monitor the text messages and will respond to you if you do text in. So we'd love to hear from you today. So, George, um, would you like to give us a recap of uh, the, the beginning of your testimony? Yeah, for sure. Look, I, um, I'm South African originally, um, brought up a Christian, and then, yeah, we stopped going to church when I was 10 years old, lost uh, my belief and all knowledge of Christ, really, by the time I was in high school. Um, and then through some difficult times in my 20s, I really started searching. I started searching for meaning, started searching for uh, a, a belief system, of something that explains the predicament that we're in or that I was in at the time. Mm. So, yeah, a few things happened um, sort of around that time, a bit after. There was a global financial crisis where our family business um, basically closed its doors. I, had a, um, I was married at the time and that um, ended in, um, yeah, ended not so good. So we got divorced. Um, took on a new career after that, so there was a bit of financial success after I basically restarted, um, and yeah, had all the had the, the the sports car and some of the worldly uh, signs of success. So life was looking good. It was looking good again. Yes, looking good, but I was still left without a purpose. I yeah. still felt like I sort of had no meaning in these things. Mm. Um, so in 2019, I, I bought a yacht and organized to go on a career break in 2020 um, and sailed to Tasmania. Uh, the idea was to take 12 months off and then um, go back to my career in finance. And then I was here for about a month. Uh, COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, great. It was actually not a bad time to be in Tasmania, mind you, but you were sort of stuck here then, weren't you? Well, I, well we're I, all stuck here. I believe I was sent here for a reason. It yeah. wasn't my choice. Well, I mean, I chose to come to Tasmania, but it was the, the, the decision to come to Tassie specifically was an afterthought. Mm. Um, it's not something that was entirely well-researched or, or planned. Mm. But anyway, so I found myself here, found myself locked down in Tasmania, um, and uh, obviously, I had to cancel the plans. The plans that I had to sail up up north to Queensland, um, and yeah, it's in that year that Jesus knocked on my door um, through a friend of mine, and I started studying the Bible to prove this friend wrong. All mm-hmm. due respect, I thought you can believe what you believe, but I know with my spirituality that I had at the time, I know that that's the right way. So I thought, okay, I'll read this Bible thing to show you how you're wrong. And, Mm. well, that backfired. (laughs) So, um, yeah, ended up reading Focus on Prophecy, which I found through the Adventist.org website. And, um, yeah, wow, I mean, that just knocked me out of the park. So the Daniel prophecies and and Revelation um, really was a complete change in paradigm for me. Um, And I remember that turn happened July uh, 2020, in essentially a 72-hour period. It was very, very short. Um, and, yeah, so that's uh, that's how I came to Christ. Awesome. Now, last week we also talked about um, some other things that uh, went on. You were living in the big city before you came to Tassie and uh, you were living the life, but uh, God somehow brought you here for a purpose, for a reason, to take you away from yeah, that. Yeah, so I'll share some, <clears throat> what, last week I shared, um, what God did to me that year. And mm. I believe these are pretty um, pretty obvious signs that he was working in my life at the time. So, yes, he did take me out of my uh, my home city. I was a, I enjoyed a 
few drinks, um, well, here and there on a, on a night out, big nights out. So that all those temptations were no longer there. So I stopped drinking, stopped smoking pretty much straight away, which is just um, incredible. Um, and yeah, really started living a more healthy lifestyle. But then also, given that I was on a career break, I had time to study, study the Bible. I mean, you're talking about a young earth philosophy, which made no sense to me. So I had to study that, study the evidence for that. There's an entire change in paradigm, but I had to learn how to pray. Mm. Um, God gave me, and this is definitely not something that I sought out being Christian friends. So God gave me Christian friends and Christian social circles through various different channels which I thought was, yeah, pretty incredible. I resigned from my job in August 2020, not knowing what I'm going to do. It was a month later where I met um, the previous owner of this tourism business that I then took over, um, and then I had to get some vehicles. So God also um, gave me the opportunity to buy some vehicles for a fraction of the price of what they were worth, which mm. was just an absolute blessing. And that helped you uh, get started with your new business yeah, absolutely. that you were starting up. Um, but uh, not always uh, sunshine and rainbows. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I wish it was. You, you had some so big dreams I, to, be, to become a pilot. I came to Tasmania to get my commercial pilot license, um, and then I stopped that short. Um, now, part of that was because I started getting some some health problems, which uh, yeah, they're a big no no when you when you're in charge of an aircraft. Yeah. Um, I was in a relationship that year, and that that ended quite brutally um, in the stock market collapse of uh, early 2020 I lost basically everything um, so yeah I firmly believe God took away my false idol which I had working in finance being money um, and the yeah big lesson there was um, he's really trying to teach me how to rely on him and him alone so that was a big big change for me mm. and so uh, just to recap before we go to a break um, some of the, the key lessons that you sort of learned out of this experience so far yeah so I was uh, I for the about 10, 15 years before I came to Tassie, I was heavily involved in this new age spirituality, basically the occult, um, which that really teaches all. It, it, it's basically self-worship. So mm. you are in control of your destiny. Ask, believe, receive. And if you're doing something bad, if something bad happens to you, then you're doing something mm. bad. You, you mm. don't, you're not positive enough. Um, so it was really quite a lonely paradigm. I mean, if you if you're the only one that, you can rely on. It's just yourself. It's it's really quite and then, a lot. Of course, if things aren't going well, then it's obviously it's your fault on, as well. It's on so. you for yeah. sure. So Scripture tells us that we can't do anything to earn our salvation. Mm. It's not up to us. Our salvation is earned through the sacrifice of our of our God, and that's really um, yeah. It I've sets found, it apart from other religions, really, doesn't it? It certainly mm. certainly does, and yeah. Fact that we even we, we worship a God that would do that for us. I mean, that's mm. that's just incredible. He, he's done it for us, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the fact that we can rely on His grace, mercy, and love for me was yeah just a, a, a huge lesson, and that means we are never alone. Mm, absolutely. Um, we're going to go to a break. Uh, before we do, we had a question last week, and we're going to ask it again. Just something to consider: Do I really worship God, or am I merely you know in it to seek His blessings? Now, what's my motivation for having a relationship with God? Is it for what I can get out of it, or is it a really uh, genuine worship? This is uh, Sydney Wolverton brought you here. Don't worry about everything around you, everything around you. And don't freak out 
If you don't feel me beside you, just look up, I'm reminding you to sing a new song and let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy and dance all around you. Though a thousand may fall and death may surround you, I have brought you here. The love. Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with George Vandeventer, and we're speaking on part this two. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. We're speaking on part two. I forgot about that little promo. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but we're speaking on part two of his testimony, his uh, journey to Christ, and uh, Really, the title of our program today is Do I Really Worship God or Just Seek His Blessings? Before the break, we did ask you a question. Do I really worship God or merely seek His blessings? We'd love to hear from you today. So text us in your response to that, 0488 So, George, in your journey so far, uh, what have you learned about our relationship with God and prosperity? And, and how does that contrast with, uh, I guess, the new age belief that you were pursuing before? Yeah, Jason, that's a, obviously an extremely relevant question considering the period that I was in 2020 having lost uh, basically everything except for the boat that I had. So at that point I had no job, no money, um, no relationship. And no, from what I would have thought at that stage before coming to Christ, no worldly hope. Mm. So the previous paradigm that I had was ask, believe, receive. So if talking about prosperity, so there's something I'm doing wrong. So here 
this entire paradigm shifted for me. So having this new relationship in Christ. And it's not as if that ask, believe, receive is is not biblical, but it's about um, in the in the new age, it's all about me, isn't it? It's yeah, but, not about giving the. Uh, but God wanted the, me to put my trust in, in him. him. So yeah, that this exactly. is, this was a key lesson for me. So look, I at the time read through the Book of Job, and I mean I was reading a fair bit of Bible because I had I had time to do so. So. Um, you know, Job's a comprehensive book on loss. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of lessons that he was learning and testing, and there was also restoration. So Job, Job suffered, but he, he was a faithful man. So he was faithful before, but he was faithful also after his losses. Um, yes, he was rewarded in the end with twice what he had before. and this he, was He didn't know that at the time. He didn't know that at the time. <laughs> that's, that, and that's really important. So mm. this, that's why this it was comforting to see what happened to him. But I mm. didn't see prosperity and um, restoration as a promise from God. Mm. Um, and then that kept being the case as I, as I sort of read through read through more. You know, the question is what happened to all these? There's a lot of other faithful martyrs in the Bible. Mm. Well, most so, of the apostles in the New Testament, they, uh, their the pros- lives were ended short. Where's the prosperity for them? Mm. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, God doesn't promise an easy life to Christians. So I was intrigued by what God was trying to teach me um, through my losses and about um, yeah, faith and trust in Him. And I uh, started asking, what is my, what's my end goal here um, as, a, as a new Christian? Am I building treasures up for myself here on earth or, um, or in heaven? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I became convinced that I cannot base my faith on the recovery of those losses. Job himself said, naked uh, things, Job uh, 1 verse 21. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how he, even in this moment of agony, really, he still gives authority to God, and he hands over control to God. Yeah, he didn't base his faith on God's blessings mm. or his worldly success. Um, yeah, and that's the same with John and Paul and Stephen and James. Mm. Um, so, so, so it didn't yeah. So it didn't seem that um, in Job's case there was no promise of prosperity, even though we know that he did recoup yeah, his exactly. losses. Although he didn't, you know, his children died in that yep. in those circumstances, yep. and exactly. so he didn't recoup everything. So yeah, for thirty-seven years, I you know I try to do um, things my way, and yeah, I had grand plans for my life, and yeah, nothing turned out the way the way that I planned. Um, yeah, I certainly didn't plan to live on a boat for you know three years or be without. I had to sell my apartment at the time. Um, the financial losses, as I said, were quite substantial. Um, but I found in obviously that did give me the the time to reflect. Um, on worship and on this this question of what you know what what's the end what's the end purpose of my faith, mm. um, and I found that I was cre- I was I was worship worshiping the Creator's blessings, sorry, the money, relationships, the things of this world, um, and yeah, I got to the point at the end of two thousand twenty, and you know being quite down and out, uh, I really had nothing more to lose. I felt um, so around the time of my baptism in. Uh, 13th of December, I think, 2020, um, I made a very conscious decision to, at baptism, you give your life to Christ, but then I, I decided to completely and truly trust him with everything. So this is, uh, I guess, the section that you've titled your faith experiment. Yeah. And um, 
How did it go? Was it easy to give your, you know, trust completely to him? Was, oh, it, no. was it easy? Was it simple? Look, I wish it was. I wish it was. Um, yeah, I discovered that I actually found it very difficult to, um, yeah, to trust God. Um, you know, you start. And what does that even look like? You yeah. Know, yep. To totally trust God. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, to explore this question: Can I trust God? And um, yeah, am I actually worshiping for my benefit, or am I worshiping because I'm I'm wanting to grow this relationship with Him? And in terms of prayer, um, did it change? You know, the way you were were praying to God. Oh, look, I would um, I would pray, and you know, you, you, every now and then you might feel, oh, this is a really earnest prayer, but you start doubting straight away. So you don't see the results of these prayers, and you start doubting. You go. Um, is does yeah does God want to look after me or is is this maybe coming from this paradigm of of um, self worship and work based not faith based am I doing enough so there's so much that I had to um, unlearn mm. as well as learn mm, absolutely so we're going to get into sort of I guess the next section which is exploring uh, a couple of really important questions um, that you had to. Go through, I guess you had to dig into, get to the bottom of, and and those questions are: Can I trust God, and what's the purpose mm. of your faith? So, would you like to unpack that? Start unpacking that for a bit. Yeah. So, um, through my losses of uh, 2020, you know, I could see how God was guiding me. I could see. I explained the the vehicles, and you know, we were in the Mercury page for no doing of my own. So I could see that God was guiding me. He was still there. He was still there. But if these horrible things happen to the the martyrs and faithful people, then can I trust that he will continue to be there for me? Mm. And that was a really difficult, for me, that was a really key question. It's a difficult thing to come to grips with and to and to accept. So that's something that I started exploring um, in my own journey with Christ and also, also through Scripture. Um, so Romans, uh, Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-two um, says that, and it's the New King James: He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for, but, but sorry, I'll start again: He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up freely for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Mm-hmm. So if God cares for Jesus. Like that, he will care like that for us as well. So that obviously meant that Christ had to go through some difficult times, but he still ultimately cared for his own son, and yeah. he did resurrect him. Yeah. And so, so how did that really, uh, I guess, relate to you? How, how how did you take this and apply it to your life? Um, <clears throat> in terms of. Um, did it change your mindset in terms of how you're experiencing those things? Look, it comes down. It comes down to the key question that we're asking here: Can I? Can I trust God? God. Mm. So, it, what's God's character? Does he? Um, is he intimately involved in our lives? Mm. Let's start from the top. Does he love us? Which um, with this is the question we're addressing now. Does mm. God love us? Does he trust us? And then is he going to get in? Does he trust us? Does he provide for us? Does he care for us? Mm. And then is he, and if the answer is yes to those two questions, is he going to actually get intimately involved and change things around for us? Mm. There's a beautiful passage here in John seventeen twenty three that uh, you've pointed out here. And 
I think it's when Jesus is actually praying to uh, the Father before he goes to the cross. Before, before he's about to go through the ultimate sacrifice. Mm. Do you want to uh, read that, or do you want me to read it? Yeah, I can. I can read it. Um, that the world that the world may know that you have sent me, and that and have loved them as you have loved me. So he's praying to the Father. He's praying to God, saying that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. I mean, isn't that just incredible? Mm. So how can we fathom how much God loves us if He loves us? as he loves his only begotten son. Mm. Um, yeah, for me that was just um, an absolute eye-opener. That's that's quite a significant point there. And I love the fact there's uh, some other verses just around this one, I think uh, a little bit later, where where Christ prays for his disciples and, uh, and then he goes on and he says, but I'm not only praying for these, but also for all future yeah, yeah. generations yeah. who believe in me. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazingly mm-hmm. special that Jesus himself, Jesus being God himself, prayed for me as a believer. I think that's amazing. Yes, I think the, the question we're addressing here is, does God love me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from my own uh, uh, prayer life, um, as well as these uh, scriptural studies, the, I mean, the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, absolutely. We might uh, go to a break. Um, sometimes when we face some challenges, we question, you know, what's God doing? Does God love me? As you've you've been through. And uh we wonder what what's going on in our life. And uh, I love this song because it sort of turns some things upside down. So let's listen to this. It's by Laura Story and it's called Blessings. Protection while we sleep We pray for healing For prosperity We pray for your mighty hand To ease our suffering And all the while You hear each spoken Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life your mercies in disguise We pray for wisdom Your voice to hear And we cry in anger When we cannot feel you near We doubt your doubt your love 
song by Laura Story. It uh, makes us think, doesn't it? What if uh, some of these trials and challenges that we go through are actually blessings? And, <laughs> you know, it's so hard to see that at the time. But sometimes when we look back, we can see, yeah, God was actually leading mm-hmm. us. And uh, even to go through those difficult times, you realize we're a blessing, perhaps uh, in one more ways than one. So. Uh, we're here talking with George Van Deventer on uh, sharing his testimony, part two. And we've titled this program, Do I Really Worship God or Just Seek His Blessings? Now, before the break, we were exploring the question that you are asking, does God really love me? And uh, I think you'd come to the conclusion that if God loved Jesus the way he did, and the scripture says that he loves us the same, you were convinced of that. And if you can see that in your, in your own story, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yep. But there was another question. So will he look after you? Will he provide for you? Yeah, does he provide for us? So again, and, if we turn to... His, and you were in a situation here where things weren't looking great financially. I for certainly you. didn't feel that that was the case at mm. the time. So I turned to scripture. Yeah. Um, so if we read through Matthew uh, 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 to 11, 
Jesus said, um, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Mm. Um, that's, yeah, that, that, that just gives me, if we're trying to explore the character of God here, that tells me that, yes, God loves us, and then he also wants to provide for us. Mm. And he, he mentions that in, in other places. I know we're going to talk about another one shortly in Matthew 6, where yeah, my, he promises to, to meet our needs. So that's my favorite promise in the Bible. Mm. Um, so again, uh, reflecting the, the promise, which I think reflects his, um, his character um, and relationship with me. Mm. Uh, so that's Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse uh, 31 to 33. Yeah, it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all, these things that the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father, and I guess by the, by Gentiles he means non-believers. Now, of course, in these yeah. days, this was when the Jews were the primary yes. believers in God. These days, uh, of course, Gentiles also are Christians yeah. and believe. For your heavenly Father knows that you're that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Yeah. What, what did you uh, learn from? So, that? it taught me not to worry, Jason. Mm. Um, it tells me, I mean, the emphasis there is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. But what are these things? It's not the things that I want. It's, it's the not things the that new I, Porsche. It's not the new... <laughs> or, <laughs> no. or the plane, <laughs> the private jet. It's the things that, I, it's the things that we need. Mm. So, um, again, it just tells me that God will, God will provide what we need. Um, and it also feels to me that God's trying to set my focus on him. So mm. it's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So have the focus on him, not on what he can do for me. Mm. So, and this is a really important point. So I'm not seeking his righteousness and his kingdom in order to get those things provided to me. No. God knows our hearts. Yeah. I think that's really, that's really important because you can get that the wrong way around and even try to kid yourself and kid God, but God's going to, God, God knows. Mm. Um, so, so we're focusing on on his righteousness. That that's not our own works. That's his what he's done for us and and how good he is as as a God. Yeah, exactly. And he's um yeah he's he's his promises of the everlasting kingdom. So mm. seek first his kingdom. Mm. So uh, there's another passage here out of uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians two verse nine that says, "What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard." And what no human mind has conceived are the things God has prepared for those who love him. That's uh, pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? Well, God's true blessings don't come in the form of an easy life, um, in material provisions, in good health, or even uh, happy family bonds. Um, his true blessings, I think, from that passage, or those two passages, are not of this world. Mm. Um so yeah, his biggest blessing, his biggest blessing is that well, his his love for us, his his grace, his promise of his promise of salvation, and that took me a while to get my head around as well. What does that mean as a new Christian? I had to really explore what that is, and it's the the promise, the grace to us sinners is it's yeah, it, it's mind blowing. Um, and then, yeah, to, to spend eternity with him, if that's the if that's the promise, and if that's what we what I'm aiming towards as a as a Christian to spend 
um, eternity with Christ and living the way that He wants us to live. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the. And it's amazing to think that that this is actually what God wants. It's not just something that that is nice to think about for us, but actually God wants us to spend eternity with him. Yeah, he wants to have a relationship yeah. with us. And he so much wants that that obviously he sent Christ to uh, to save us. Yeah. Mm. Um, he wants us to pray. So it's not just that we are allowed to pray, that he permits us to pray to the creator, the mm. everlasting God. Mm. He, he wants us to pray. He yeah. wants us to have that relationship with him. I did a, a, a program some time ago with Peter Watts. Uh, we were studying the book Steps to Christ, and uh, it was a series called The Apprenticeship. And in there, there's a chapter in that book called The Privilege of Prayer. And so we don't think about it that way, but hmm. the, the privilege of prayer is, you know, what privilege we have to talk to the creator hmm. of the universe. Yeah, it's That's incredibly amazing. powerful. You know, we yeah. might think it's important to talk to an important person like, you know, maybe the Prime Minister of Australia. If we got an opportunity to talk to them, we'd feel excited. We have an opportunity to talk to the creator of the universe. And Moses talked to him as a friend. Mm. Um, it's that It just comes again back to that what's the purpose here? Is it to get or is it to build that relationship? Mm, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the question was still, how would I behave if um, God put me through, uh, yeah, hotter and hotter crucible, like a, so a tougher and tougher, tougher time? And tougher trials. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yes, at that point I could see, and I still can in my life, see God's blessings, but how would I behave if I can no longer see those blessings? Mm. Um, you know, you get a lot of, we're so blessed to be living in a first world country like Australia, but coming from South Africa, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that starve for an entire lifetime and live torturous lives um, all over the world. So where are God's blessings for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pretty key question um, the, with, 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 any, with any faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found in, yeah, as I studied scripture, um, I found that those questions are sort of missing the point. They focus on this life, mm. on the material provisions of mm. this world, um, and they miss that we are living in a great, uh, a, a great conspiracy. Uh, sorry, a great, great controversy between good and evil. So this spiritual battle, and like Job, you know, we can't always see what's going on in the in the background. Mm. Job had no idea of the spiritual warfare that was happening. Yep, and the end goal again was that it's not. Uh, it, it's not about this world. It's mm. not about this life. Mm. And uh, Ellen White um, actually has a, a nice little statement in a book called Our Father Cares. He's, uh, she says, God never leads his children otherwise than they would choose to be led if they could see the end from the beginning and discern the glory of the purpose which they are fulfilling as co-workers with him. You know, that is such an, an interesting but important message because after you've been through something, you can often look back in hindsight and say, like for me personally, you know, I've been through some difficult things, you know, been through cancer and other things, and I could say I wouldn't have it any other way because I can mm. see now that God has been with me along the way and he's He's uh, saved me and He's allowed me to grow in my relationship with him. And I might not have grown had I not faced those challenges. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's so important. It's to do, you, you, you've, 
you can do that assessment and we can do that assessment in hindsight. Yeah. But faith is, faith, is, faith is the belief in things not seen. Yes. So and it's we, to have that confidence. Hold on during it. it during it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. I mean, how do we know how God's going to use us, mm. either for to prepare ourselves or to prepare the world, those mm. around us? Um, for his coming kingdom. If the kingdom and his righteousness is the, is, is what we are to focus on, um, we, we just don't have that information. Mm. But, and that's again, the topic here for this piece is trust. So it's just vital for us to trust God. Yeah. No matter what the circumstances are. Now we've got a book offer today and, uh, the book offer is the same book offer that we had last week. It's called Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple. And the reason why we have this book offer is because it's uh, the the book of Daniel was very important in your journey um, in in coming to a, a I guess a belief and a faith and a trust in yeah. God. Prophecy is the signature of God. Mm, absolutely. So we're giving that a book away, and uh, after the break, we'll just remind you of the code for that. But right now, this is Hilary Scott. It's a great song called Still. Sometimes I still try to take control Cause I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with George Vandeventer and he's sharing his testimony, part two, do I really worship God or just seek his blessings? And before the break, we mentioned our book offer today, it's Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple and the connect, the sorry, the code for today is connect18, connect18, text that into 0488 880891. Uh, if you've already claimed this offer in a previous week, um, you won't be able to claim it again. But for those who have not yet texted in connect18, do that and we'll be able to send you out a copy of this great book. Now, we've got one more question, I guess, uh, to answer or to explore in your journey, and that is, what's the purpose of your faith? Um, is it uh, about receiving God's blessings or building a relationship with God? So would you like to unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, I think that's a, it's been a really important one to uh, yeah, ask in my, in my journey and growing in Christ. Um, and again, if we if we look at Scripture um, for guidance, as well as our own our own stories and the testimonies of others, um, I love the story of Daniel's three friends. Yeah, amazing. Um, as an example of a really healthy, I think, relationship with God and trust um, in Him. Yeah. So, so yeah, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is in Daniel chapter three, verse seventeen and eighteen. It says. Um, they were they were being threatened to be thrown into the fiery furnace, mm-hmm. uh, having not worshipped the the big image, the golden statue that uh, was set up. It says our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So talk about um, the uh, at that point, yes, they were saved from a fire, and yes, Jesus walked in that fire with them, yes, mm. they were saved, but they didn 't they facing the king making a threat of death here to them, yeah, and they 're saying with confidence, our God will save us, I love but it. even if not, yeah, I love it that they have the confidence that he will, mm-hmm. but if not, but even <laughs> if we do get scorched in this fire, we are still not going to bow down to yeah. I think that is just such a powerful, powerful Trem- faith, tremendous trust in um, God, so they 're going to be Loyal, loyal to God to death. Yeah, I think that's incredible, and it's something for for us. And it was something for me to learn to have that faith in the midst of trouble, mm. not uh, not in hindsight. Mm, absolutely. Um, so there's uh, some other passages here that uh, you've mentioned in Habakkuk. Yeah. So um, again, I, I found um, Christians talk about this joy of the Lord. So Habakkuk uh, chapter three verse eighteen says. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my God. So this Christian joy that they speak of in the early um, yeah months or probably a year or two of my my Christian journey, I found this quite challenging. So in the midst of all this trouble, where's this? How do you rejoice in the Lord when you've got everything's been taken from you? you you're basically just in survival mode. Um, if I can't see, I can't see God. And yes, faith is a belief in things not seen. So I can't see God, but I can't even see His blessings. Um, so, what is this joy that uh, that Christians speak of? So, yeah, I did I did find this joy. I did absolutely, um, but it didn't come from receiving his the, the worldly blessings in the way that I thought it would. So, so I was, what, I was, how did you find it? I was looking out for a shout, but it didn't come in that shout. So, then um, yes, I can see God working in my life. So, I can see those blessings, but. Um, that immovable, unshakable joy came from building a relationship with God. 
And interestingly, <laughs> as I grew my relationship with God, I started noticing those blessings more. Um, and it's not necessarily because those blessings are not there. It's just I started noticing them the more because I'm in touch with God. And the mm-hmm. blessings aren't necessarily in the ways that I wanted them to be. Mm. But you absolutely, undoubtedly, I've noticed that God does provide to me what I need. It gives you a sense of peace. gives you a sense of absolutely. Um, uh, contentment, I yep. guess, when you have that experience, and it builds your trust mm. as well. So it gives you that sense that yes, he is. Yes, he does love me, which we've found, and yes, he does want to provide for me. But look, he is actually in the process of providing for me. Mm. So it opens your eyes. Mm. So, uh, what do you want more? His blessings or his presence in your life? Yeah, for me, That's it was, really the question. It's, um, yeah, his, his, his presence in my life. Mm. Um, yeah, if he gives me blessings, that, you know, that's fantastic. That's a bonus. <laughs> um, but it's really seeking out and then, and growing. I don't think you actually tick the box going, yep, I've got this relationship with God sorted. So just constantly growing, um, growing that trust and growing. You know, the faith of a mustard seed, mm. the Bible talks about. Mm. Um, so it's constantly growing also that, um, the, the relationship that you've got. So uh, in praying for God's blessings and protection, um, how does that how yeah, does that so am I am I am I praying for his um, am I praying for his blessings or am I you know in in prayer and you know when you go to go to church on on Sabbath I mean, are you, is it okay you, to pray for blessings? Of course and it is. In, in fact, he he invites us to. Mm. He invites us to pray for him mm. um, without a hint of doubt. Mm. But uh, I would like for my focus to be on genuinely in my heart worshiping and praising him. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's such there's such power that comes from that. Mm. In Matthew seven twenty three, Jesus says, "I never knew you." This is to a group of people who um, claim to be followers of Him. It says, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness." Yeah, I mean, can you imagine you're standing at the the gates of heaven and you're wanting to go in, and He says, "Nope, I never knew you." But that, I mean, that'd be gut wrenching to hear. Well, mm. I've done all these things for you. I've done this. I've done that. And the I'm not in, well, you're missing the point. If it's not about what you're doing, it's not about your works. It's about what, um, uh, it's about the relationship that you seek with him and that you've built with him. Mm. And it's through, yeah, it's through, through faith. Yeah. Um, so today in our world of, uh, instant gratification, um, it, it's easy when we pray to, you know, want prayers to be answered immediately. And it does remind me of Daniel back in Daniel chapter 10, um, that uh, he had to pray for three weeks before the angel came and, and spoke to him in, in vision again. So um, what about uh, when blessings, if we pray for them and, and we don't and receive them? And you don't them? get it. So mm. what, what, are you, what, are you pinning, what are you pinning your faith on? If you're praying for the blessings and you don't get them, especially if you're praying for the blessings in a certain time period and you're not getting them, <laughs> you're not mm. getting what you want when you want it, mm. and you, yeah, and that falls that falls through, then you know where is God in mm. all this? Mm. Um, and it's such a common uh, question to ask: Where is God in this situation? Where is God when I need Him? Um, I find yeah that that it's it's building a house on on sand. Mm. Um, for me, if you focus on your relationship with Him and if you see. If you see him working even in those tough times and you genuinely grow out your, uh, your relationship and your studying of Scripture, um, yeah, I've found in my own journey that has carried me through some of those difficult times far more effectively. Mm. 
And we're in a spiritual war, Jason. So, you know, we're not, um, we're not just fighting against a stock market collapse or a relationship breaking down. We're not fighting of things of this world. We're in a spiritual war. Yeah. So we've got just about uh, 30 seconds left. So what are some of the, the last points that you'd like to make? Yeah, instead uh, of praying, I've, I've just found instead of praying for, the, for, um, for God's blessing in all these certain ways, I've found it's so much more powerful if I pray for God to use me in the way that he sees fit, in the, it, for, for him to use me to service his plan. And then your focus stops on, your, your focus moves from self onto God and onto others, um, which has been really powerful. So, you know, as, as we're sitting here, um, I've just started a, 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 entered a relationship, really Christ-centered, special relationship, but, you know, I've still lost all my finances. I can still not afford a, a, a house or property. My business is still, still struggling. I haven't had an income for two and a half years. So there's a lot of unknowns in my life, but I know that I'm secure in my relationship with my maker. Mm. And that's something that's really important. It's the, the most important thing to me. That's amazing. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, it's so important that we put our trust in God, even when and particularly when we don't see everything else falling into place the way we expect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, God wants us to uh, put our trust in him because he ultimately has a big plan for us. And I guess the, the big plan is to uh, have a life eternal with him. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that um, when he returns and uh, next week on Connecting the Dots it'll be a surprise we haven't got that uh, um, exactly planned at this stage but we will have another story or testimony for you or it could be another program on health so stay tuned next Friday for our Connecting the Dots and of course on Monday we will have uh, Mark Falconer joining us and he'll be sharing, uh, is Jesus really serious about our debt? Thank you for joining us today. Remember the code is CONNECT18 for the prophecies of Daniel made simple. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. It's great to remember that God never leaves us alone. And this is a song by Paul Zach and Liz Weiss. Fear comes a marching like an army, and you hear all the pounding of the drums. Where your cries for justice come up empty when you ask in weakness, Lord, how long? When they sing with their creeds and confessions with blinded eyes and hearts of stone, when they paid no heed to your oppression, I will never.
their pious games when they view all your trouble like a nuisance I'm beside you in your suffering 